Happy holidays. Merry Christmas on behalf of Splash Play. Spags, you're looking particularly festive over there today. I got to put my finest hat on because it's a holiday extravaganza today on Splash Play. We're going to combine two shows into one. Going to talk about all the news. Poor Dalvin Cook on the COVID list. We'll hit on that. Of course, we are going to bring on Nana Pete and do something different with her. She'll be doing low ball against me, not in character today. And of course, ride or die picks for every game, Thursday night football through Sunday night football. Got a lot to do, Pete. So let's hit that intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend and mine in the most colorful hoodie around. He's Peter Overzet. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Like you said, we have a, a big show today. We aren't going to do our typical Friday show tomorrow for Christmas Eve. I think that would be a pretty sad look of Spags and I broadcasting to no one why everyone else is around <laughs> the dinner table with their family. Uh, don't put it past us to do something like that. Though, uh, but yeah, excited for uh, the show today, as always in this uh, COVID landscape, all kinds of news and notes to discuss as well. Yeah, news breaking right before the show. We also apparently have people in here, including uh, Mike Kellenois asking, I'm going to, I probably did not get that right at all, but saying he wants rock solid player props to start the show, Pete. And as you know, of course, I'm being demanded at every turn to give out bets by our, our, our overlords over at Edge Sports of Football Outsiders. I did actually, uh, I looked at, I actually made uh, a couple prop bets for tonight. I did an underdog pick them. I took unders. Uh, I believe that's the sharp thing to do in this current landscape. I took the Jawan Jennings receiving under of, I think it was 19 and a half yards. He only has an 11% target share, you know, fourth option on a run heavy offense. So betting against him. And then I also took the under on Dontrell Hilliard's rush yards prop. I believe it was at 23 and a half. I was kind of like looking into his usage and a lot of his rushing work came either in blowouts or when Donta Foreman left the game injured and they've been using him more as their pass catching guy. So those were the two uh, little prop bets I hit. I don't know if they're rock solid. I feel like they have a slight edge, uh, but don't go uh, emptying your bank account in FADYOR. Well, Pete, here's some rock-solid props I'm going to give out right now, and I'm going to say they're coming just off the top of my head, not from a site that compares odds relative to Pinnacle's odds, the best sports book in the world. DeMontis' bonus over 0.5 blocks today looks pretty good, plus 195 on Bet MGM. Ryan Tannehill over one and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, that's also a tonight bet, so you can take that one plus 150 at Fox Bet, and some of these sharper books have it at plus 107, so you're getting some quality juice on that. Uh, Brandon Ingram over 0.5 player blocks tonight looking pretty good at bet mgm as well plus 220 pete i'd have all these above a 12 percent roi and i swear this guy didn't actually set us up for anything here we didn't know he was going to ask this question but that's how i like to bet pete looking at potential wins compared to potential losses and that's that's what we do for smart efficient profitable betting no we uh i would put put it past you spags you know you slip a, a 20 here to mike you make him a, a paid actor in the chat to just kind of you know seamlessly tee up all your talking points for you yeah, and you maybe maybe you'll find good things like that over at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe coming up where we are making improvements here exciting announcements coming actually including uh one with uh one of pete's good pals or not i guess not good pals but corporate good pals here gonna do some fun <laughs> stuff with football outsiders coming up get in on the corporate mix now, corporations aren't people spags <laughs> corporations are our friends pete as i learned from the metaverse i'm going in there i'm buying my my adidas board ape nft and then i'm gonna go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe and get practice for 99 cents a week that is much cheaper than a board ape would be and lots of great data as well defense versus receivers is one that i will swear by for any slate especially showdown slates can give you a little bit of an edge go check them all out footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe did you see i'm sure you did because you're you're king of the nfts but adidas made like 20 million dollars off of that board apes drop and then i think had, oh, like i had a ton of issues already but like the amount of just free cash that's floating around out there in nft world is making me wish i were a little more invested in it like you are yeah, it's been fun. Um, I will say, though, I've been like deep in the weeds looking at my tax liability um, for stuff like this and uh, not liking a lot of what I'm seeing. So we're doing some tax harvesting uh, this week. We're selling things uh, real cheap. So if you want any of my dusty NFTs that I bought high that are now not worth much, uh, I have a deal for you, I think. 
<laughs> so that'd be a capital gain, wouldn't it, Pete? I uh, trust me, it's uh, it's offsetting uh, other stuff. So that that's uh, we're willing to make that trade off. Interesting. Well, go 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 buy some of Pete's NFTs. Of course, you can find his. Are you on OpenSea? Like, is there a place where people can go see what your your inventory is and buy yeah. something off you? That's the that's the thing about the blockchain is it's you can go see all my activity. You could go see what uh you know DeFi protocols I'm putting money into. You can know my every movement uh thanks to the blockchain and because I don't have any burner wallets where I, I hide my activity. Yeah, you are you're an open book. That's what I've always said about you, Pete. <laughs> but speaking of an open book, an open book on the COVID list this week uh, with some of the week 16 news that's actually going to matter. And of course, we are doing this show Thursday afternoon. So if you're listening on podcast form. This shit might be completely wrong by tomorrow or Saturday. We make no promises about what's going to happen with the roster machinations. But Dalvin Cook, right before the show, Pete added to the COVID list. Alex Madison taken off the list before they play the Rams at home this weekend. I feel like Madison's price tag was not priced to reflect this situation. So as long as Cook doesn't get back off that list, I feel like Alex Madison now going to officially be the chalk player that gets steamed up, uh, steamed up over the next day or so. Yeah, completely. I mean, it is another uh, gross week at running back. Like there, there's literally not a play. Uh, I mean, over 7K that you like. I mean, Najee is the only one that's even really in the conversation. And there's going to be five or six guys that project better than him. And yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, you're looking at a James Robinson kind of Alexander Madison chalk week here again. James Robinson's still way too mispriced here at 5,900 for his role. And then, yeah, Alexander Madison at 6,800. You know, in previous years, like back in the day, DraftKings would have Alexander Madison at like 5K in this spot. Um, but they have priced these guys um, to where it's not just like a complete free square. I mean, he is still going to be the best play, but it's not at least something egregious. Yeah, and it's not, I don't think, a great total for Jacksonville either, but we'll talk more about that game when we do the ride-or-die picks. And I'm with you. I would agree that, uh, you know, the price tags here. I do miss the days, though, and I'm old enough to remember when DraftKings would have running backs at 3K, and yeah. then they would start, and that was, like, the golden days, which even 4K now, like, that $1,000 difference is so big for the minimum pricing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the pricing, ha I mean, we've talked about it all year uh, with DFS stuff too. I mean, even with wide receivers, there's been very few discounts. Like, there haven't been that many of the proverbial free squares uh, this year. I mean, th they've done a really good job with their pricing on DraftKings. It's tough. Yeah, the Jalen Samuels day. I'll never forget that one where he had like the 21 targets and two rushes for the Steelers. But uh, those days, unfortunately, don't happen too much anymore. Uh, for tonight's game, Pete, a guy that I, I will always give you credit for, uh, for touting him up early. And now he's been hurt down the stretch in a point that honestly feels like the Niners might just be saving him up. But Eli Mitchell going to be out again for the Niners on Thursday night football as they're at Tennessee. On the Tennessee side, we're going to have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, both expected to be playing today for the Titans. Uh, give me the Eli Mitchell take first because we did see Jeff Wilson finally get get meaningful run last week without Debo Samuel taking everything away in the backfield. Yeah, I think Eli Mitchell still is is more exciting when he's in there because they've now shown a willingness to throw the ball to him as well and kind of use him as a true bell cow. Whereas with Jeff Wilson, they're giving him, you know, the majority of the rushing work. Uh, but Jamichael Hasty and Kyle Juszczyk are still kind of mixing in to catch some balls and operate as the third down back. He's also going to lose some red zone carries to Debo Samuel as well. So it's not quite the smash that Eli Mitchell was, but I think he's still going to project well. And, you know, if I was in semifinals uh, this week, I would definitely not hesitate using Jeff Wilson in this spot. And for the showdown slate to $5,200 price tag on DraftKings, I feel like that's not bad for his projection, but not one where necessarily going to force him into every lineup. So uh, definitely some interesting ones out there. Of course, check Run the Sims for some of the data on the showdown. Check Osmo for some of the showdown ownership as well. Those are obviously some of the sites we talk about a lot on here. Tennessee, though, with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones back, Pete, does that do anything for you? I feel like these guys have underperformed all year, and my projections certainly reflect that pretty well, where I do not have A.J. Brown over 11 fantasy points. don't have Julio Jones over 10 fantasy points, but I feel like these guys certainly capable of breaking out in a tournament if you trust them enough to stay healthy and actually uh, get through a game at this point yeah i'm definitely more uh confident to go to aj brown just because he's been out for a while you trust that the team isn't rushing him back whereas this stuff with julio jones I guess it is interesting that he practiced in full yesterday. So that is very promising just because we have seen Julio be a guy who will just do limited practices all week, even a lot of DMPs and still play. So the fact that he got in the full uh, is good, but it's been the same hamstring injury every single week for him. So it's just not fully healthy and the risk of aggravation has to be so high. That said, it's a one game showdown slate. Maybe hand builders don't feel like clicking 
Julio Jones's name there and, and you get a bit of an ownership discount. So I'll probably set aside my Julio Jones, you know, dusty old veteran biases. And uh, if the math is putting him into my lineups, I'll probably allow it. Also, uh, this is totally unrelated, and we're not doing numbers. Don't lie today. That's the one sacrifice I'm making to not have to do a bunch of work for a segment that Pete just beats me up and makes me feel like an <laughs> asshole on. But how many touchdowns on the year do you think Julio Jones has, Pete, particularly a touchdown share of receiving touchdowns? I mean, he can't have more than he can't have more than two touchdowns on the year. He's got zero. He's got okay. zero flat. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I also believe that <laughs> it's honestly, it's one of those things that I didn't know until looking at it now. And it makes sense. Julio has been not good for most of the year. The air yards haven't even been there for him. 53 air yards per game and games he's actually played, uh, but no touchdowns on the year. I feel like I was a believer in Julio being that one, two punch being, you know, the locket or the Metcalf to, to AJ Brown's locket or Metcalf. And I do feel like he has done absolutely nothing. And I, I don't, I hope our pal Josh Frick isn't watching because he'll be so crestfallen here, but like Julio dustier than dusty i think dustier than aj green by a wide margin yeah uh, and it, you, i mean if you set aside his injuries and you and you put derrick henry back in the offense you can really see how he would have had a good season just i mean we saw last year Corey davis in this same role i mean he had a monster season and granted he did do a lot of it in garbage time but when teams have to, you know, roll coverage over to AJ Brown and stack the box for Derrick Henry, that second wide receiver, if they have any kind of talent level, is going to be able to do pretty well. Um, and that's kind of the spot Julio Jones was sliding into this year. So it is a bummer he hasn't been able to stay healthy because you could have definitely seen this being one of the more fun offenses with everyone healthy. Yeah, that opportunity has certainly been there theoretically for him, but Titans keep winning, so I guess more power to them. Maybe he'll have a playoff renaissance day. Who knows? And Pete, I don't know if there's more news. that you. I know you covered a lot in the Fantasy Life newsletter, but I just had one more news item on my list where the Jets now have about 15 guys who are new on the, to the COVID list, including the recently returned Michael Carter, who I'm personally mad at for his performance last week. They're playing Jacksonville at home, and it feels kind of important, Pete, to have uh, players to play Jacksonville, given how everybody beats up on Jacksonville in the spot and, and not a bad total here, just under 21 implied points. Um, what do you do with the Jets, if anything, with no Corey Davis, no Elijah Moore, no Michael Carter? Who knows who might, might, might be out by the time the game rolls around? Yeah, not to mention Jamison Crowder missed practice yesterday with a calf issue. So I'm not sure if he's practiced today or not. But yeah, they are uh, down very bad uh, right now. And uh, yeah, that it's, you know, this has been the year of in DFS, not forcing bringbacks uh, on bad teams. And this just seems like a total implosion spot for the Jets here if they don't have any of these guys. So yeah, stay, stay far away. Although the chat wants us to go back to Braxton Berrios. So if I made, if, if Jamison Crowder doesn't play and none of these guys play, I mean, by all means, knock yourself out with Braxton Berrios. I'll allow it. I thought you were going to say, and I think you could actually make the case given that he'd actually did run some routes and play some snaps last week. I feel like if you get Jamison Crowder out, it actually might be Denzel Mim season. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Braxton Berrios probably is the more one-for-one -one slot replacement for Jamison Crowder, uh, but Denzel Mims on the outside, yeah, let's let's go. Uh, I uh, the, My best ball teams that made it to the finals, I don't think any of them have Denzel Mims on it, but that would have been very fun. I do have one team in the finals that has Brashad Perriman, uh, mm -hmm. and I feel like that uh, would be a very uh, fitting suck out to where you drafted him thinking he'd be the wide receiver one on the Lions, and now he's like backdoored his way into being the wide receiver three on the Bucks. Yeah, that was a downer one. And actually for the Jets, worth pointing out too that Jeff Smith is on the COVID list, which is a guy who doesn't really matter much for fantasy, but does matter for getting some outside routes. So I think there's might be enough of a lack of bodies here that Mims wouldn't surprise me though. Keelan Cole uh, did play 43 snaps to Mims 23 last week. So something to keep in mind. Uh, both tournament flyers though against Jacksonville. Any other news for you, Pete, injury-wise? I feel like we got people touting up your broccoli hoodie, which of course the most colorful, most beautiful hoodie as we've established on the show. Besides that though, any other injury news that you want to bring to the people before or I'm sure a shitload comes out tomorrow and Saturday that change everything we say. The only other big one uh, from this morning or, or recently was Taysom Hill placed on the no, COVID list. Ian Book season. <laughs> Ian Book. Literally, had, had you ever heard that name before today? No, I think, and you know, yeah. I know backup QBs. I pay attention to these yeah. guys. I try to keep some. I have never heard that name in my life, and that might be the most creative player name because it's so uninventive as well. I know. I It is, it is hilarious. Uh, he went to uh, Notre Dame. Um, and you know, he actually does, uh, he kind of, he kind of has an Italian look. I mean, like if you told me his name was Ben DiNucci, I'd believe it. I mean, what, what do you think of this? Maybe a little Italian <laughs> I, in here. I mean, if, yeah, if you were Ian Bucatini, then 
<laughs> Bucatelli, he'd be really going up my board. But uh, yeah, like he looks like a QB. He definitely looks like a backup QB. I don't know. This photo looks like uh, so Louisville Ooh. cheerleader on the Ian Book pass that hit the hit that hit nose. I mean, I don't know what's going on. This seems like an article you would have wrote at Barstool. <laughs> would have gotten some clicks on that one too. I like that's a, that's an old school staple of content. You put like the hottest the Instagram hot picture of the girl. It's like, oh, what happened to her now? As she got her Marsha, Marsha, Marsha nose or whatever. Uh, oh, it looks like he threw an errant pass and broke her nose with the football. She was a cheerleader. Uh, oh. So there you go. New Hazard York Post, time. they just got my click. <laughs> Kyle Davis asking, but how's his bum look? I don't know. Do you think Nana Pete's got any thoughts on Ian Book's bum? Nana Pete will probably love putting Ian Book into her lineup uh, today. We will have to see. Uh, though he is on Monday Night Football, so that's you got to have oh, to wait a little bit longer, yeah, for for the Ian Book debut against Miami. What did that like? Monday Night Football's got some decent games down the stretch, but Miami New Orleans on Monday night is is seven shades of ugly. It's it's honestly been it's been so bad. Um, just the combination of of games we're getting. Like looking at the slate, I guess you could say this slate pretty good high end wide receivers and tight ends. Um, but just not a lot of high scoring games. I mean, the Vikings Rams game is probably our best chance at kind of a full blown shootout, but everyone's playing so slow. We were talking about it on ship chasing last night. A lot of, you know, you've seen a lot of charts from Sam Hoppin and Leone about pass rate over expectation and everything's down. And again, that's not just saying like passing's down. It's over expectation factoring in situations where teams normally pass. So everyone is in their turtle shells uh, as far as their uh, kind of offensive cojones right now. I was actually watching a little bit of ship chasing yesterday and saw Pat Corrine, the great Pat Corrine over at NBC Sports Edge debating uh, debating about the cover two shells and Gretch was chiming in and you were just there looking cute. like You were just there hanging out, listening to men talking about schematic things of defenses and being like, I don't really, like I, I appreciate you just laying out on that one because I would have probably tried to chime in with something and added absolutely no value. Uh, yeah, I, I know my lane. I can, I can bullshit with the best of them, but also I don't feel the need to bullshit about things like that. Cause I <laughs> truly don't care. I truly don't care about that. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was honestly nice to hear. I was like, just tuning in expecting semantics. And it's like, no, these men are actually talking about Kansas city's secondary and what they're doing. And I was like, what? Not, not what I expected, but certainly that is the level of genius that crane and Gretchen sometimes Pete will give you on ship chasing. So highest recommendations there. Um, any other news I feel like that we need to talk about uh, the chats doing what the chat does. So nothing too important there. People talk about autograph cards. Um, I feel like we've covered everything unless there's something I'm forgetting. No, I mean, it's one of those things where we're just, we're waiting for a lot of uh, just kind of situations. You know, I'm the stuff I'm really monitoring, will DeAndre Swift play this weekend? Mm. Uh, James Conner now looks kind of truly questionable for this game against the Colts. So just some some stuff like that. Uh, will Lamar Jackson play? So, um, you know, lots of situations, but it'll be another kind of Saturday night, Sunday night news dump. And it honestly syncs up perfectly with the holidays because it's just like, don't worry about projections and ownership Friday and Saturday while we're waiting on all this news. Uh, have a wonderful Christmas and then uh, wake up on Sunday morning and we'll, we'll all dive into it. Yeah, it'll be a fun slate, I'm sure. And I actually, I very much enjoyed the Tuesday slate. The Tuesday two game repeat was probably my most profitable NFL slate, I think, within the last, at least the last month and a half, probably since I've been out here. Um, so more two game slates, I say. Let's get some games postponed. Let's keep doing that. We're on opposite sides of this one. I even put out a tweet that I wasn't going to give in to the big two game industrial complex. And I played the really wimpy showdown uh, contest that uh, that DraftKings rolled out for it. Um, I'm just not good at two game slates and I have a streamlined process for showdown. So, um, yeah, no, no two gamers for me. I like the showdowns too. I do think in general with DFS, when you have less options, especially if you're good at managing, you know, trusting your ownership projections, like we talked about, run the Sims, ETR, Osmo, all sites that do a great job, Roto Grinders, I'm sure. I don't really use theirs, but I know enough people do that. Um, just point being, I think short slates, especially for NFL, if you've been running bad with NFL this year, the short slates can maybe get you out of a little bit of a funk. So that's the one thing I would suggest here um, while you're everybody's busy not playing DFS anyway. <laughs> uh, Pete, you want to get into the low ball here? Is Nana Pete ready to do her first low ball lineup for week 16? that I incorrectly put his week 15 on the tweet and that fucking ate me alive when I realized it. Oh, wow. You're you're down bad. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't delete and automatically repost. 
Well, no, because it was already out there, and I was like, ah, well, the tweet's already out, and I've already engaged with it. I'm not going to do it again. But the good news is this week, I don't have to be in character. I just get to be Chris Spaggs hanging out with the elderly Nana Pete character who's been bringing such joy to our low-probability crystal ball segments. And, of course, the room is darkened because Nana Pete is in the room. And, Nana Pete, how excited are you for the holidays? It's so good to be here, Spags, and I'm glad I don't have to pretend that I can see into the future. And do you have any Christmas plans? Maybe a small cup of eggnog with a little nutmeg in it, Spaggy boys? <laughs> Actually, we did not have heavy cream at the uh, supermarket, so I won't be having nog. We did have a pitcher of nog around the house, Nana Pete, that my girlfriend had lovingly put some rum into so it, it would preserve and hold the right way, and I ended up drinking it within two days. <laughs> that was where the pitcher of eggnog went. That reminds me of Santa and comes down the chimney of his tushy will fit and then he'll eat up all the cookies and the milk spags are you acting like a little santa claus a little glutton putting a little extra pounds on that nice buttocks of yours that's not going to be fitting down any chimneys anytime soon hannah pete because if i keep pounding that eggnog you know eggnog is basically like if you have one cup it's more of a psa for anybody out there it's basically like a little milkshake like it's like 400 calories for a cup it's terrible i should not have looked it up after my my faux pas of pounding through a picture of it earlier this no, week. no no we don't calorie shame on this show we celebrate body types real men have curves bags <laughs> drink as much eggnog as you want I did see that as a Twitter trend the other day from some Huffington Post article, which I'm sure is one of Nana Pete's favorite sites to go to and get the good word. But they were talking about how like people always talk about, oh, you got to work off these calories, or whatever. And they're like, no, just have fun the holidays and don't worry about working off. Your like that's a thing that people are really debating. Like, oh, I can't possibly eat unless I do 2000 calories worth of workouts. No, your your generation is so fucked up in the head with your relationships with body image and calories and Instagram filters, and it's frankly sad, and I weep nightly for your generation. But such great butts, though. I think that's the main thing our generation has going. Back in the 20s, those polio butts were not doing it. Sometimes, though, these butts are so artificial and there's Botox and all kinds of artificial remedies. Back in my day, they were just corn-fed butts, pure, unadulterated butts. I don't think that people put Botox in their butts. <laughs> are you kidding me, Spags? Are you kidding me? Have you ever watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians? I'll show you an entire family that puts needles in their butts. But not with Botox. I think that would be, I guess it would be of a really smooth butt then, which would be nice and probably pro positive for the butts. Oh. Also, Gerardo or Gerardo, excuse me, asking in the chat. People need Nana Pete ASMR. So, do you have any ASMR? Do you even know what ASMR is, Nana Pete? That might be past your generation. Do I know what ASMR is? Of course, of course. Back on the schoolyard, I would take a feather and I would slowly rub it down Debo Samuel's back. He had an ASMR fetish that I was willing to indulge. Are we still doing ASMR? You asked me if I knew what ASMR was, and now I have the hair on the audience's back raised above their skin. Everyone's tingling in awe of my ASMR abilities. I was thinking of tingling, too. I also thought that perhaps Nana Pete would think that ASMR means anus-to-mouth resuscitation, which I know it doesn't quite work out, but that was as close as I could get. That is absolutely filthy, and I love the sound of it. Speaking of anus about resuscitation, it's time for week 16 lowball. We're going to have to resuscitate Pete's chances of winning this after I've been dominating lowball the last few weeks. And Nana Pete, are you ready to step in here? Do you know enough about lowball to explain the rules to everybody out there in chat? I know plenty about lowball. I remember back at the schoolyard going in the latrine and seeing some of these boys with their pants down having their balls dropped post-puberty. So yes, I know a thing about low balls hanging low 
like truck nuts and i am honored to be here today to play this stupid stupid game of course we are going to pick players who are actually going to be playing snaps for the most part and uh, if they don't play snaps we'll give 20 points uh, to the person here and of course the goal for low ball is going to have to be to have the lowest score normally we do it as a three-man today it's gonna be one-on-one -on -one with me and nana pete here because that's the kind of uh courtesy we extend to the elderly these holiday seasons and nana pete speaking of courtesies i'm gonna let you go first here as as drew n in the chat is wondering if melvin gordon's gonna get that money this weekend i feel like you might have gone to high school with a melvin gordon nana pete Oh, I did go to high school. It was incredible. He's been in the league for 69 years. I remember when he used to play with a leather helmet and nothing but a pillow in his butt to prevent him from getting hurt. And he's had an incredible run. But now Javante Williams and that tight, tight ass of his should get all the touches, I do say. Yeah, Javante Williams did have 44 for a real answer to the question here for these people who just strum into a live stream and hope we have answers. Melvin Gordon's snap count was down to 31. Javante up to 44. So keep that in mind. Melvin Melvin's day is sadly for me and for Nana Pete might be in the, his best ones might be in the rear view mirror. Nana Pete, it's time to pick a low ball lineup and I feel like you haven't had the chance to pick one of the good QBs. Good news is there's going to be a lot of good QBs to build around for us in low ball this weekend. So who do you want to go with? There are lots of options, and I do like these QBs. I think, I think, did did PJ Walker, did he register a snap last week? Oh, uh, let's double check that. I don't, I, he might not have, he might not have. Okay, all right, all right. Well, did, you know what? You know what I'll do? I will pick Jake. Oh. Yeah, actually, no snaps. No snaps for PJ. What about Jake from uh, Jake from? Let's see. I mean, he might actually start. So that might be a whole different Jake thing. from had 12 attempts. 3.28 fantasy points. Yep. Are those balls low enough for you, Spag? 13 snaps. Yep. Jake from is viable enough for you. You could take him. But I will go a different direction, also at QB, I suppose. Uh, I'm going to go to Sam Darnold, who's supposedly going to be playing the P.J. Walker role, <laughs> playing a few snaps behind Cam Newton. Congratulations, Spags. It's incredibly sharp. I hope he's not activated off IR, and you take the 20-point penalty like a bad boy, that little 20-point spanking where I hold you over <laughs> my lap and I give you a little butt a spanking for not playing by the rules. Also, good to pick Marcus Mariota because he's still playing snaps, but we chose what we chose, Nana. We did choose what we choose, and now I'm going to choose once again. Who do I want? I like stacking this Jake Fromm on the road with a Kenny Galladay. Happy Galladays to you and your family, Spags. It is a happy Galladay when you are playing Kenny Galladay and lowball. Give you that. I'm going to take a guy that popped up in my research today and would have probably paired well with Marcus Mariota. Jalen Richard should not be $4,800, and yet he is on this DraftKings slate, a man who played 10 snaps last week. I don't think it gets better for him. I will take Jalen Richard. He played 10 snaps and didn't register a single touch. That is correct. This poor boy, you tease him, you give him proverbial blue balls, put him on the field only to do nothing. No, not even a tickle of the of the rear, unfortunately for him. Which is... Didn't even allow that nice silver uniform to get a grass stain on the ass. Oh, it's so hot when they have a nice little grass stain on the tushy spags. It's a very specific one for Nana Pete, but Nana Pete, what do you want here? Maybe somebody with the who will get a grass stain on their tushy this week. This is a good time to plug my ASMR grass stain podcast. Uh, Nana's asked. Please check it out on your podcast app of choice. Um, who will I pick? I'll pick someone, that's for sure. The world keeps turning and turning. <laughs> it's true. It's a good point. I will pick one Mr. Najee Harris, a boy who can barely put on his football pants because his baronka dunk is so thick. So are, are your draft picks mostly ass-based? Is that what we're going with here? I have run 
regressions and Monte Carlo simulations and ass size has a direct correlation to points. And yes, it is part of my advantage. Okay, that's fair. So good. So big ass is good. Big ass is also bad for Nana Pete. <laughs> the shill saying, now I see what the suits wanted to syndicate this thing. Yes, that's true. That's everybody wants to get this splash play content. It could be in arenas, Nana Pete. This you doing low ball could be in a Panthers oh, arena. Honest question, Spags, maybe even slightly out of character. Has anyone at Football Outsiders, one, ever watched this show? And two, Ever given a single piece of feedback? <laughs> I could say there is not a lot in the world of feedback. And there is also, uh, we did have some people check it out in the beginning to make sure it was on brand enough. Granted, we have deviated a bit from our initial <laughs> formula of actually giving advice. So I don't know. I think we're just happy to see engagement. <laughs> That's great. That's all that matters. And it's nice to know that Big Brother isn't watching us down here. <laughs> If they have, they haven't scolded. They're keeping it quiet. They're building a case against me. (laughs) Some people call that a case. Others call it a highlight reel. If they missed it during the year, they could catch the highlights. I guess it's my turn to make a pick, Nana Pete. And I will take a man that I'm a little concerned with Gabriel Davis coming for what he's got. I think that's a good thing for lowball. Stefan Diggs, 7,600 on DK, and he has not done anything too useful in a while. Oh, Spags, someone's been watching the media. Bill Belichick will take away your best option. Well, that theory's hogwash. Stefan Diggs goes for 400 yards this week. Book it. <laughs> 400 <laughs> So he's going to make up for the entire season in one game? Fair enough, Nana Pete. I'll let you take a pick just because that was such a, a brave take. No, I see what you're doing here, and I think you're directionally accurate, which is why I am going to pick Dawson Cox. Dawson Knox, rather, is going to go in tight end. He, too, is too expensive for Bill Belichick's cover, too. He will cover two players, Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox, I believe is what that means. Okay, I think that's a reasonable way to look at it. I'm going to go a completely different direction here. And I don't know how much faith I actually have in this one, but this guy should play. And you know what? Actually, no, no, now I'm talking myself out of it. I was going to pick Jamal Williams, but I'm actually thinking I'm going to go instead to one Josh Kelly, who should get snaps either way, no matter how the slate goes. He Hopefully he's, he's actually on the slate, right? Yeah. Okay, so he's 4,000 flat, which is not the best. A little more price going to Jamal Williams' way, but I feel like Josh Kelly's going to get enough work now to Pete and not actually be useful. I see the writing on the wall, and you're going to have to spend a shit ton of money the rest of this lineup. And Nana Pete will go to 1 0 all time in low ball, which has a nice ring to it. And honestly, I'm up more than one in low balls in my day, if you know what I mean, Spags. I don't. I'd love for you to elaborate. Well, let's just say that the balls don't fall too far from the ass tree, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they do. They are technically close geographically, Nana Pete. Who do you want to take as your pick? I will continue to pick the best plays for this format. I've run it through my statistical regression. Devonta Smith, we will stack up this game and then we will put a pox on it for fantasy points. Devonta Smith, not not the juiciest booty around, certainly not appealing to Jalen Hurts, who likes big, but, big butts and cannot lie, Nana Pete. Please don't bait me with my favorite song. I'm liable to start singing it at any moment. <laughs> okay, I hope we get that one. That could be a nice Christmas gift for all involved. But I will take my player next, and I'm going to go to tight end and hope that Lamar Jackson is back and healthy for this one. And I will... <laughs> I would give 10 points for a Stefan Diggs 400-yard game if that were called at a ride-or-die pick, Nana Pete. Kyle, that is a wonderful joke, <laughs> and the reason why is because there's truth in comedy, and I appreciate the kernel of truth at the heart of that joke. I will take an overpriced tight end who could theoretically come back to earth if Lamar Jackson is back. Mark Andrews 7K will not be as targeted if it's Lamar out there instead of Tyler Huntley. So that is my play, Nana Pete, to gobble up some of the salary like you gobble up a fine derriere. 
yeah, let's check the box score and see all these poor recent games from Mark Andrews. I'm sure he's done nothing. Oh, my God. This back-to-back 30-point weeks. Incredible pick. Bravo. Bravo. Negative regression due with the QB change. As we all know, backup QBs like Ian Book like to target the tight end. Okay, whatever you say, Spags. Mm. I will do something here. Oh, I'm going to pick a, def- a defense, a, a backside, a derriere, a unit, if you will. I will pick the Steelers. At 3,000, I will correlate them. You're going to play Najee Harris in the Steelers defense on the road against the hottest team in football. Good luck to my opponents. Hot, hot in terms of a COVID hot spot with yeah. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill out. It's interesting week to take that defense. Oh, you're so convinced that they're going to be out. What are you, an epidemiologist now? All you fantasy football folks are, you know, scientists and stock brokers. And what What are you going to do now? Solve climate change while you're at it, Spag? Solve capital gains on NFT growth? <laughs> Please keep my NFTs out of your little, little dick lips. <laughs> <laughs> little ticklers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That took it too far. I was mad. What? Yeah. We don't talk about each other's taxes where I come from. That's poor form. Adam Pete's got some NFTs, some non-fungible titties. These <laughs> are not not for consumption of the public anymore. I'll have you know that there's nothing fungible about my meat potatoes when they're getting motorboated in the sewing room. Oh, those meat potatoes. I will go. Boy, low ball really going along well here. Um, I will take a wide receiver now because that seems like a good move. And, oh, boy, it is a thorny, thorny area here for wide receivers. I will take one Deontay Johnson in the oh. hopes that... <laughs> Oh, I wanted that pick so bad. I was snaked by Mr. Dick Lips. <laughs> Mr. Dick Lips knows one thing. It's going up to Deontay Johnson, giving him a big old Dick Lips smooch. I'm so angry that you took my precious, precious player. But congratulations, like? Spags. This is a great lineup for a GPP, not so much a low ball contest. I do fear that I need to spend some more money. I do fear. And what I will do is I will play two tight ends, a man with so much promise. I believe he won the motherfucking Mackey Award, Mr. Kyle Pitts. Oh, Kyle Pitts. No, he's, he's definitely playing snaps, and his price tag remains bafflingly high, even though he doesn't do anything on a given week. Exactly, which is why he's perfect for this format and also lowers my cost basis and capital term gains on this salary. (laughs) I will go, you know what, I will go to a double stack of players that I think will underperform with Lamar Jackson, potentially back at QB. I'll take Marquise Brown, 5,800, just to gobble up a little more salary and hope that he he strikes out once more. And Pete, I don't know if you're a Lamar Jackson fan because he does have a pretty taut running back style derriere at quarterback. It is a shame that in this perfect GPP lineup, you didn't get to Lamar Jackson for the double stack. It's unfortunate, but truly beautiful. You pay up for elite ceilings at pass catcher and you punt it off at running back. I love what you've done with this lineup and I would recommend throwing it into the Thunderdome while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're paying Nana Pete, I'll throw it into the Thunderdome. <laughs> Sam Tyler hey. QP. I'll tell you what, the boys back in the day will tell you about some thunderous dome I gave them. (laughs) Would rain thunder down upon them as they were making their nutted, but she's still sucking face. (laughs) Oh, your words, not mine. I feel like I say things with a more tasteful spin. And then what you're known for as a character, Nana Pete, is your tasteful approach to things. Who do you want to draft? Mr. Dick Lips over there, (laughs) just reading Urban Dictionary to the audience. (laughs) All right. I will pick someone. 
and I'm not happy about it. This is a bit risque, if I may say so myself. Adam Thielen, I think, is going to play this <laughs> oh, week. Wow. Very risque. And I'm telling you now, this man is absolute dust unless he scores a touchdown. He's been playing in the league since I was a young girl. Me and my little jump rope, Adam Thielen, would have the ants underneath his magnifying glass. He would torture these ants until they died, harnessing the power of the sun. He's a cruel, cruel man, and he will score no points. Okay, that's a fair way to put very risque with revealing Adam Thielen's an ant serial killer. Yes, yes, go ahead. I will take, for my uh, my flex position, I, well, is this going to be enough? Uh, actually, let me do a defense first just to make sure I know I spent enough money here. And uh, I will take a, a reeling Buccaneers defense at 4,100. And Cam Newton's not a good QB, but and neither is Sam Darnold. But I do think that they can uh, maybe be a little sad this week, Nana Pete, losing some of their best friends to injury for the rest of the season. You know, any time you can correlate your quarterback doing poorly against a defense that benefits from him doing poorly in a low ball contest, you've got to do it. <laughs> and if he, you know so much about GPP strategy for an elderly woman who appeared on the show about a month ago. <laughs> well, look, I'm a, what did they say? A jack of all trades and a masturbator of one, I believe is how the <laughs> saying goes. Don't laugh more... over there, dick lips, said such an innocent <laughs> joke. I was going to say more like a jack-off of all trades that he tacked on the master line. Who do you want for your final pick at running back? Oh, if only I could take a Jalen Rashad. That would be lovely. Mm -hmm. I feel like there would be some poetic justice of putting a Mike Davis in this lineup oh. here. Would make you feel sad. But I am going to use the full cap, Mr. Devonta Freeman, who shockingly lost some of his market share to Latavius Murray, a boy I used to go down to the watering hole and slip off our clothes and dip into the cold water. There was a rope swing, and Latavius and I would take turns swinging butt-ass naked into the watering hole. I digress. It's just a memory that came back. So all that would happen, you just swing in the nude into a watering hole and call it a day. Why are you being so dismissive of such a young, playful, innocent activity? It's nothing more innocent than getting nude as a teen and going to a watering hole and swimming about. Well, it's certainly far more interesting than how you spent your childhood dick in your hand in a basement playing video games pathetic <laughs> yeah jer jerking off onto playboys and it's showing your friends hey i can i can come that's what that was what my entire up until really 25 that was my entire <laughs> go Not ahead or there i gotta take one more player now to feed i gotta take jamal williams man i was gonna take earlier 5k on DraftKings will be my flex position running back in the hopes that he plays just enough to be useless and uh, not enough to be useful very good spags i feel like this low ball lasted 84 years <laughs> the shill asking i need to know what mrs overzet thinks about this bit yeah nana pete do you have any interactions with the lovely mrs overzet when when coming over to do these segments I'm not familiar with this individual, and uh, I never heard of her, and nor do I care to. I worry about myself, and I don't preoccupy my thoughts with others unless they have the nicest of asses. And I'm not going to talk about Miss Overset's ass on this <laughs> I show. Where you're going with that? One, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I have no idea. I'm sure it's a fine ass. I've never seen it. And see it. I think we'll get you out of this one. <laughs> There we go. There's Na there goes Nana Pete leaving the room as she always does. I feel like we need like an intermittent. We needed like an intro so that we come back and it's just you and your <laughs> dumb hoodie, not not seeing you take it off. 
please don't call my hoodie dumb. I'm sorry. You're a beautiful hoodie. You're beautiful. <laughs> Let's time Pete. Do some ride or die picks. Ride or die picks. Honestly, I gotta really go on a heater here if I'm gonna have any chance of catching you. Given that it's week 16, I guess that we do have an 18 week season, Pete. But you are so far ahead that I I don't even know if we should be doing this segment anymore. I mean. I think it's great for the fans um, to kind of, you know, just witness greatness. And I think that's inspiring for a lot of people. You know, it's the same reason everyone loved the Bulls when they went 72 and 10, you know, the Patriots, you know, their perfect season. I mean, people love that stuff. If Pete now on a six week winning streak against me, he is up 73 points on the year in our ride or die picks, of course, lovingly accounted for by our accountant Willis. And um, it has not been good. I You have 37 actual correct picks on the year. I guess I shouldn't even give out the record because that's going to ruin 37 and 183. I'm 29 and 197. Incredible Spags. It's, <laughs> it's, it's honestly hard to be that bad. It's well, you, this game is so fucked up. We're like, there was somebody. Oh, I'm not going to spoil who the podcast was, but it was somebody out there who was like, yeah, we got a chance to get to a 500 record. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I guess <laughs> in our segment, we're deliberately going to what? A 100 record. Uh, to me, it's it's more. It's just about two gladiators kind of duking it out. And, uh, you know, I'm not really worried about the time horizon of this contest, just knowing that forever you're my little dick lips uh you know it's just all that matters just you wait till next year pete we are one and one in season long ride or die picks and next year i'm coming back with a vengeance and only taking one pointers again good luck good luck <laughs> let's start it out though we're doing every game here thursday night football sunday night football so make sure you hit that like button because we got to get through a lot of shit here and it starts the shit starts at san francisco 23.8 implied points tennessee 20.8 implied points area three point dog at home uh, the line here 44 and a half edge sports edjsports.com as it is a 48 point line so maybe a little bit of value on the over and pete it's a showdown slate which you love so feel free to take a showdown captain for 10 points yeah um I, I, my heart wants to take AJ Brown on his return, but my head says to take Debo Samuel here in the captain slot. So that's what I'm going to do. I think Debo to me would be the top projected player on the slate. So I think that's a very solid pick and I will, oh, dare I say, I will leverage against you and go to one George Kittle, who is less well projected for me, but oh, actually, oh, God, these guys are both over 11 K on drafting. That is brutal. Hey, in this economy, uh, you're going to have to find some salary savings. That's true. Uh, Julio and AJ at 9K and 7K are a little bit under for both. Those are much better price tags. Uh, now on to the Saturday slate, Pete. We got Cleveland. This is a Christmas Day miracle. Cleveland, 19 implied points. Baker Mayfield going to be back off the COVID list for this one. Green Bay should have everybody, it looks like, for this one. 26.5 implied points for them. 19 for Cleveland. Um, I guess I have to go first. And, uh, uh, boy, this is an interesting one. Um Nick Chubb. What if Nick Chubb were to get double the fantasy points of one AJ Dillon? Would that be worth 10 points? Nick Chubb getting double AJ Dillon? Mm -hmm. I'm seeing him, according to Osmo, 14.7 for Nick Chubb, 11.8 for AJ Dillon. Basically the same play. Um, Let me see here. Let me look at some stuff. See what kind of... Uh, out, outscores him by two. Outscores or doubles him. him up. Doubles him up plus two. Doubles him up plus two is all right. Um, yeah, I'll take that. That's actually not that's not bad. I'll take that one. Doubles him up plus two. What do you want? I want a 10 pointer if MVS outscores Devontae Adams. If who outscores Devontae? Sorry. MVS. Yeah, I, I he's not that's not gonna happen twice. So, I mean it's, it's definitely a higher chance than 10%, but I'll give you that because it's it's Christmas season. I'm wearing a hat. I don't know if you noticed. I'm wearing very a festive attire. Let's do it. I was actually going to get a Santa outfit on Amazon and none of them were going to come in time. And then I just gave up and said, I'll, I'll wear the hat that's been on the puppet for the last <laughs> last month. Indianapolis, 24 implied points. Your, Arizona, 25. Hat, your puppet's hat fits you? I mean, it was it was a human hat first. Okay, all right. I, sure. I have a pretty big head. Like, I have like a seven and a half. <laughs> I got a thunderous dome up here, Pete. <laughs> Wow. Now Spags is bragging about how big his head is. <laughs> That's what happens. My mother will never let me <laughs> live it down. And unfortunately, poor Alex has heard about that, about our future baby. Either way, we got the Colts and the Cardinals. Um, you can go first. What do you want? Sorry, is this one on the... This isn't on the maid sleigh, right? This is on the Saturday. Yeah, this is the Saturday. Um, all right. I will say... How about 
10 points, Chase Edmonds outscores Jonathan Taylor. Mm, yeah, I think that's that's gotta be a 10. Well, the James Conner thing does kind of fuck it up. Um does it? I well, if he doesn't play, I think that materially changes it, but I'll I'll also give you 10 points, even though that you're, you're working me here based on my Christmas season generosity. I you know, I'll try to return the favor. <laughs> okay, you certainly will not. Um, how about what if Christian Kirk were to outscore both both Jonathan Taylor and Chase Edmonds? Take combined? No, each. Like one on one. Jonathan but- Taylor and Chase Edmonds? Yes. Okay. So if he outs he if he outscores both of those guys, yes, I will give you ten points. Okay. I mean, honestly, I guess it could have just been Jonathan Taylor, and that would still probably be ten points. No, I I'd prefer to toss Chase Edmonds in there. <laughs> Fair enough. Now we're on to the Sunday slate. We got the Chargers, twenty eight implied points, even though Austin Eckler is in COVID protocols right now. We'll see if he could test his way out. Houston's got eighteen implied points for them. Uh, the line on this one actually might be a little bit overvalued at forty six. Looks like a forty two point line according to EdgeSports.com, and they're one hundred thousand simulations. Uh, but Pete, you can go first here. Chargers and the Texans. Let's see here. Would you give me 10 points if the top five <laughs> scoring players are all chargers? I think we'd have to say the top seven would be my top seven, <laughs> but including the defense. Um, top six, uh, top, it's, it's top seven. There's no way. There's too many good players on the right now. It just takes depends on your worldview on Rex Burkhead. I think. All right. I will flip it. Then I will say, I want 10 points. If two of the top five scoring players are Texans. (laughs) I don't know what kind of game you're running here. (laughs) Shell game. This is, but I'll I'll give you that. I just it feels again like not like a ten pointer, but we got we got to make time here. I mean, you're I I try to toss up a ten pointer, you reject it, and so then I use your own kind of leanings against you. No, that's all right. That's fair. What if what if the Chargers were to have four players who score over twenty fantasy points? Is that a ten pointer? Four, uh, four over twenty. I'll yeah, give four- it to you. Okay. I mean, we're 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 in like seven to eight points, but we're all feeling so generous around the holidays that we're just we're rounding up around here. Yeah, it's, it's just like wrapping it. up a seven pointer. That's what a ten pointer is these days. Yeah, don't don't get used to it. <laughs> Buffalo twenty point five implied points. New England a rematch of one of the worst games of the year. Twenty three implied points for the Patriots. What do you want in this AFC East battle, Pete? All right. I will say. How many points if Devin Singletary outscores Mac Jones? Not no. I, I was on the Singletary thing last week. He's he's getting all the snaps at running back. I'm not saying ten. Okay, I think it's a three pointer. I'll take the three. Okay, then I'll give you that three. Then what if Gabriel Davis were to outscore Stefan Diggs? Is that a ten? Like he does every. No, that's a three. <laughs> okay, what if? Devin Singletary were to score double the fantasy points of the leading running back for New England. Yeah, I would I would do that. Okay, I will take that as a 10-pointer. Uh, Giants, 15.3 implied points. Philadelphia Eagles, 25.3 implied points. And uh, eh, yeah, I'll let you go first again so you can set what's, the bar for this. What's shit the show. over-under on this game? Over-under on this one is 40 and a half. Will you give me 10-pointer if less than 30 points are scored total obviously i'll send 30 i mean yeah i feel like that's probably i don't want we don't have the greg Ehrenberg here to quickly look it up on fanduel but that that feels not terrible to me so i'll give it to you all right i'll take uh this game under 30 all right i will say um what if jalen hurts were to 3x whomever the giants starting qb is likely jake from um, see that don't do starting QB. I will allow you to say three X, whoever, whatever QB scores the most points for the job. Okay. I accept that. That's, I mean, functionally probably the same thing, but I think that's a fair, that's a fair. Well, I just, 
I, I know what kind of potential loopholes there are. So <laughs> again, your Supreme Court level specificity. I just can only sit back and admire. Uh, Baltimore, twenty-one implied points. Cincinnati, twenty-four implied points. Battle of the AFC North. Uh, what do you want in this one? Mm. Uh, sorry, what game? Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Baltimore and Cincinnati. Um, you know what? I'm going with a classic. No assembly required. Jamar Chase in the winning Millie Maker lineup for 10 points. Okay. I think that is a reasonable one and one that I will leverage off of with T. Higgins in the Millie Maker winning lineup. Wow. Classic leverage spot. Turnkey leverage. Well, defense uh, defense versus wide receiver stats according to Football Outsiders, 29% boost to wide receiver twos, which is 29th worst or 29th best in the league uh, for Baltimore's defense. And uh, they're also giving up just a 2.2% DVOA increase to wide receiver ones, Pete. So looks like the eggs on your face now. Looks good. Looks Tampa good. Bay, 26.8 implied points. Carolina, a 10-point dog at home, 16.8 implied points. And I think I'm due to go first in this one. And Mike Mike Evans playing? Is that where we're is that where we're heading towards? I think he's questionable. Um, I know I honestly thought he was kind of on the wrong side of of playing. Hmm. You know what? Let's get weird with this one. I don't need, I don't know how it's going to happen, but if Carolina were to win this one outright, Pete, would that be a 10-pointer? What did you say the line is? It is a 10-point line. Yeah, I'll give that one to you since you're giving me the 10 points on the uh, that over-under, sure. I don't know how it's going to happen, but that's it seems like a worthwhile 10-pointer. What do you want? Um, I have to do something with Ronald Jones. Um. I, I need a 10 pointer with Ronald Jones. How about Ronald Jones scores double the points of DJ Moore? Hmm. Let's see. He's projected for 17.1. Yeah, I think that's fair. Osmo's got uh, Ronald Jones 17.1, DJ Moore at 16.9. So, yeah. All right. We'll double so. that up for 10. Also, we got to give ourselves some credit. And really, I just need a, a win wherever I can get it. Willis saying he's going to have to play one of those wide receivers. You guys have been very good about Millie Maker plays. I might have put it in the very, but he just said good. <laughs> We've been good about Millie Maker plays, Pete. So uh, that's where we really shine in rider die picks. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Willis is going to win. I mean, we, for a while, our listeners were winning the Millie Maker sure. week after week. So yeah, then, then they went cold or we got tired of doing the bit. I forget which way it went. <laughs> one, one Hard to two. know. Hard to know. Uh, the Rams, 26.3 implied points. Minnesota with no Dalvin Cook, 23.3 implied points. It's possible this one might have come down a little bit, uh, but I will go first on this one, and I will say, what if one Alexander Madison were to outscore both Sony Michelle and Darrell Henderson combined? Um, nah. <laughs> one man V2. Mm-mm. Darrell Henderson isn't going to project for a lot. I mean, Sony Michelle played like 70%. Yeah, because he was coming off injury. I would find. All right. What if he? Oh, how about if Alexander Madison were to outscore Cooper Cup? That would be a three pointer. Cooper Cup and Sony Michelle combined? No, <laughs> not combined. Individually. No. no, because I think he's. I think that happens way more than ten percent of the time. Okay. All right. You really fucked me here. Um, what if? He, I'll give you 10. Alexander Madison outscores Cooper Cup by three points. Two and a half. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Pete, what do you want? Um, I want. All right. Then if you're doing that, then you have to give me 10 points on if Odell Beckham outscores Alexander Madison. Yeah. All right. That seems, that seems fair. I'll allow it by, 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 by two and a half. <laughs> No. Oh, just straight. All right, fine. Um, also, I'm just seeing some of these chats, people saying I've been to Ben, ben the uh, the unnamed uh, levels of bad. I find that to be unfair. This is a very different metric. This is not straight up bets. Straight up bets, anybody can get 500. Like, I think we would agree on that, right? Or not anybody, but most people get to 500. Ride or die is like, I encourage everybody to play these at home. And this is a fucking difficult game. Really? I find it to be kind of a walk in the park. Yeah, <laughs> with your with your 20% win rate or whatever. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. Detroit, 16.8 implied points. Atlanta, 24.3 implied points. And Pete, I think we can all agree that Mike Davis will never outscore Cordero Patterson. So wouldn't that be a 10-pointer if it were to happen once this year? Um, It's a friend. It's like a seven-pointer. I'll give it to you. Thank you. He's uh, the snaps for Mike Davis were down last week. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I feel like just the law of averages says it has to happen at some point this year. Pete, what do you want? Um, what do I want? Is this, is Tim, is Tim Boyle going to be starting at quarterback for the lions? Jared Goff is in the COVID protocols. I presume he could test his way out, but uh, everything I'm seeing still has Goff projected. So I guess, I don't know who people have any inside information, but I guess people assuming that Goff will get in somehow. Um, I I will do I'll do a three pointer that the Lions running back. So I assume it'll be DeAndre Swift, but if not, um, I guess I would say Craig Reynolds uh, outscores Cordero Patterson. Okay, uh, I mean we're saying that's a ten pointer. No, I said a three. Oh, okay, okay, good. Yeah, that's that's a fair three point. Honestly, it might be a one pointer, but I'll I'll, I'll give you three. No. Um, Jacksonville twenty point eight implied points. Jets also twenty point eight implied points. This game is a pick 'em. Uh, Pete, you can go first with this lovely all star battle uh, between two really proud teams. Um, let's do. I'll do ten points. Braxton Berrios is the highest scoring non QB in this game. Okay, that's that's going to be 10 points. What if Denzel Mims were to outscore LaVisca Chenault? Is that a 10-pointer? Uh, that would be... Fuck, I hate you. <laughs> um, No, outscores him by three points as a 10-pointer. What about Tyler Croft outscoring LaVisca Chenault? Tyler Croft outscoring LaVisca. That's also needs... <laughs> The projection, there's only like a six-point difference in the projections. That's not a 10-pointer. No, I know. I just I think it's funny that this is where we are now. It's not ten, not a 10-pointer. Okay, fair enough. Um, what about, All what right. About, I'll let you do it with... Uh, you can, uh, These are the names you can do it with. Vincent Smith, <laughs> Trayvon Wesco. Those are your two options. <laughs> what a fall from grace. Um, I will take the, I'll take the Tyler Croft to two and a half points more than LaVisca Chanel. All right. Have fun with that. <laughs> Chicago, 18 implied points. Uh, Seattle, 24.5 implied points. And I guess I'm due to go first in this one. And I, I really wish I weren't. Um, DJ Dallas, highest scoring running back in the game. Is that 10? Yes. Okay. I'll take it. What do you do you have any basis on that? Um, he played more snaps than Penny did last week, and I think Collins is gonna get squeezed out of the running back rotation. So that would be uh, my All hope. Right. And I just DJ Dallas per touch has been like one of the best running backs in the league. I will say this is probably a three pointer, but I'll say David Montgomery outscores Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think it's a, a very reasonable three pointer, but yeah, uh, that's a fair three pointer. All right. Um, next game, we got Denver 20.8 implied points. No Teddy Bridgewater. It'll be Drew Locke season for this one. Las Vegas 20.8 implied points on their end. And uh, Darren Waller's status, I think, not clarified yet. Yeah, I know he missed practice again. I I doubt he's going to play. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I, I don't think so either. Um, and I got to mention the Javante Williams snap count being up on Melvin Gordon. So that's the other worthwhile note here. But Pete, you can go first with Denver and Las Vegas. Um, Denver and Las Vegas, you know what? I'm going to stick with these classic three pointers. Um, you know, give Spags a chance to get back in the game. Uh, I'll say Javante Williams outscores Hunter Renfro. Okay. Yeah. That's a three pointer. Uh, so we, we've talked a lot about how Melvin Gordon <laughs> snaps are down against the Javante Williams. What if he were to outscore Javante Williams, the young fresh back, uh, whereas Melvin Gordon, old and dusty. That's a three pointer. All right. That's not fun. Um, what if Tim Patrick were to outscore Javante Williams? Um, outscore him by three points for a 10. How about two and a half? 
Sure. I'm, I'm fine with two and a half. I just say three. So then you say it, we get this over with. No, I know you're right. You're right. Unfortunately, like I, these are going to be bets that they outscore by one is how this is. This year is gone for me. If you haven't Oh, followed. here we go. Mr. Sad. I know, Mr. Sad sack. I know it's Christmas season. Pete feeling pretty lonely in my ride or die pick scoring <laughs> Pittsburgh, 19 implied points, Kansas city, 26 implied points, Tyree kill on the COVID list, Travis Kelsey on the COVID list. We'll see if they test their way out. Uh, you can go first again. Cause I don't even know what you make for a pick in this one. Um, hmm. I want to do some. You know what? We'll go full galaxy brain here. I'll say Darrell Williams in the winning Millie Maker lineup. Interesting. Okay. That's that's a turnkey 10 pointer, the kind you just don't even have to put together at all for Christmas. It's yes. beautiful. Um, I will take. Okay. Mecole Hardman over 20 fantasy points right now. We don't know how this is going to go. Um, and who's going to be available or not, but that should be a 10 pointer in any situation. Should it not? Uh, yeah, the lady doth protest too much, but yes, I will still give you that. If <laughs> I could hard maker lineup too, but you know, yeah, knows? my, my dead best ball teams will love Miko Hardman <laughs> going for 20 points. And then for Sunday night football, because we are covering every game up to Sunday night football, no matter how much they change, Washington, 18.3 implied points, Dallas, 28.3 implied points. They are just shy of an 11 point favorite at home, Pete. So pick yourself a showdown captain. If you so desire. CD lamb showdown winning captain on Sunday night football. Okay. Um, Terry McLaurin not likely to get going against the toughest wide receiver one matchup. So that he honestly, well, he would have been a good low ball pick if he were available. Um, I will say I'll just leverage against you. Go Amari Cooper showdown winning captain. All right, there you go. Great leverage. Mark wants you to cheer up because there is a two game slate on uh, Christmas. Are you going to be ducking away to build two game slate lineups? I will be in another part of the greater Philadelphia area with my girlfriend's family. So uh, what is the timing on that one? 4.30, that seems like that could be tough. You're not getting together with your Splash Play fan weed dealer for, for the holidays? No, he's busy with his family, Pete. He's unfortunately oh. got a lot of family coming into town. Did offer to get me some weed, though, today, so that was, that was oh, helpful. Oh, that's nice. I had to go to the dispensary like a schmuck. I don't have just uh, you know a fan of the show that's willing to uh, to give it to me. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I can. Uh, my mail doesn't get delivered to my house, so I still don't have my New York ID to transfer over to a, a Pennsylvania area ID. So I can't even get a medical card here until that gets sorted out. Because again, the postal service, the one thing they should do is bring your mail, and they do not bring my mail to this address. I'm sorry. It sounds like you're down bad, and your <laughs> holidays are ruined, dude. It has been it has been a haul, but you know what? It's a happy holiday for us because we are done, and now all these things can be wrong as players get ruled out. So make sure you are if you're playing lineups this weekend. Pay close attention, no matter what time of day it is, because this can get weird. That would be my one advice point. Pete, anything you want to say here to cap us off on this holiday extravaganza on Splash Play? Yeah, no, I hope everyone has a, a great uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas and whatever else everyone is celebrating. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh, throughout the week and uh, enjoy your Friday off from us. I mean, that that's really the true gift that yeah, we that's the gift you. we're giving you is not doing a show tomorrow. So make sure to follow at Splash Play Pod because we'll be back on we're going to be back on Monday, right? We're doing this on Monday. Yeah, I mean, the okay. show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. So we'll be back Monday talking about Ian Book's debut versus <laughs> Miami and all the exciting things that come. And again, have a happy and healthy holiday. Stay safe out there as best you can. Please don't. If we have people out there catching things, I'll be sad. So just be careful with yourself. We'll see you guys again on Monday. Happy holidays. See you soon. 